Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster. On today's show, we're going to talk about college football. Because college football is near and dear to anyone listening, as well as myself and the two guests that come on today. We're going to call this the College Football Special episode. That's because we're going to go over each of the Power 5 conferences. And then we're also going to give out our predictions for the playoffs as well as the national champion at the end of the year. Of each of those Power 5 conferences, we'll give our overrated team our underrated team, our team that's on the downslope, as well as the team that's on the come up. We'll give out some bold statements, and we'll also tell you who we think, if our opinion truly matters, will win the conferences. It should be a fun show, and I really hope you enjoy it. Also, before I get into it, some of the segments were recorded on different days. So, for instance, whenever my guests and I went over the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big Ten, it was recorded on Thursday. As of this recording, it is Sunday. The Big 12 was recorded today as of Sunday, as well as the SEC. But nonetheless, let's jump into it and let's get down to talking some college football. The first guest that I have on today for this college football special is Michael Bowles. He's an Oklahoma Sooner fan, and so today... You guessed it. We're going to talk about the Big 12. Michael, how long have you been an Oklahoma Sooner fan? And since you're from Tennessee, how did you become an Oklahoma Sooner fan? Well, it all started probably about, uh, I don't know, 06, 07. Had a good buddy of mine that moved to Noble, Oklahoma with his grandparents. And, uh, you know, just uh, hanging out with him. Uh, It was kind of around the time my love for football grew. And, uh, you know, back then it wasn't really a competitive thing like it is now where everybody's repping their team and whatnot, at least not at that age for me. And um, so he he actually got me an Oklahoma hat that I started wearing, and I was getting a lot of hate for it. And, um, you know, since then, you know, I've always liked being the underdog. So uh, I've always had a competitive edge about me. So, you know, I just kind of went with it. And, uh and and it become pretty serious, so that's where I am now. So, all right. Uh, now, me personally, I I definitely wouldn't say Oklahoma is the underdog now. No, no. Uh, I mean, not not well, on a maybe on a national level, you know, compared to like a um, SEC, like as far as like Alabama or Clemson, uh, right. or you know, maybe even an Ohio State. But I, I I don't know if I'd say them. But no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when it comes to the Big Twelve, speaking of Oklahoma. Um, you know, I personally would say that, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, 
they're probably the two biggest names in the division or in the conference, but they're also probably the most notable ones in order to maybe win the conference this year. So let's, but before we get to the conference champion or who we believe will be the conference champion, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about who you think might be the um, overrated team in the big 12. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Texas, that's, that's who I've definitely got picked. You know, I've, I think Texas is going to be a three loss team. Uh, they, uh, they open up with um, Louisiana Tech, but week two is where their first real standoff is going to be, and that's going to be with uh, LSU. Now, I know LSU has not been the top dog in the SEC the past few years, but uh, SEC talk, you know, I mean, SEC is always the dominant conference, yada, yada. Uh, Big 12 is always little brother, ne- never can get anything accomplished when it comes to playing SEC teams. However, uh, especially, you know, regarding Oklahoma, I mean, I, Alabama, Georgia the year before in the Rose Bowl, uh, last noted win with the SEC was Tennessee. And, of course, Tennessee's had a few down years since Bush Jones and, and Pruitt's trying to bring that back up. But uh, Texas come off a very big win against Georgia last year in the Sugar Bowl. Um I, I, I got to go with Texas this year, even though, you know, there's a lot of hype saying Texas is back and Herman's doing a good job. They're getting some good recruits, but I just don't think it's now. They, they're they going to be playing LSU. Uh, I think that's a loss. Uh, still going to have a strong Oklahoma team this year. You know, I think the defense is going to be very improved. Um, still going to be a few years, I think, before it's where we want to see it. But with Alex Grinch coming in, we've got some, uh, we've got some good recruits coming in. Uh, you know, a lot of returning starters on defense, and I, I think it's going to be a step forward. Whereas Texas, they lost a lot of guys. They uh, they've got the least amount of returning starters in the Big Twelve. They got five on offense and three on defense. Uh, some of them key players on defense is safety Brandon Jones. He's a senior, uh, looking to make some big plays. He was a leading tackler last year, and you know, I just. I don't think that they're going to be able to pull this one off. Uh, going to be playing a, a strong Iowa State team just three weeks after Oklahoma. And uh, you of all people, you know, I, I think, you know, we've talked about this before. Iowa State is looking stout. I mean, they, they had one of the best defenses in the Big 12 last year. Uh, offense, you know, it was, it was in the top 100, but it, it wasn't as stout as that defense. That defense was a, a 33 in the nation. They've got eight returning starters on offense and eight on defense. Uh, they, they've still got their QB. Um, you know, I think I think that 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 Texas is going to be the one to drop a lot of jaws. I know it's been a lot of hype about them in the offseason. I've seen them in a lot of uh, seen them in a lot of like Final Four predictions. Uh, you know, been in a lot of championship talk and and playoff talk. But you know, I mean, Oklahoma's got that four peat. They're looking for a five this year. And I just, uh, you know, I, I don't see it happening. So, would you say that Iowa State would be your underrated team? And hey, we don't have to get into that if they're not. But would you would you say that? Uh, no, because you know a lot of people have like put a lot of recognition into Iowa State okay. and what they've got going. Um, but you know, if you want to open that can of worms, I think I think Baylor's an underrated team. Well, let's um, let's let's get to them in just a moment. I I'll. 
I will give you my overrated team, and then we'll jump to the underrated teams. That's fine. That'll uh, be good. My overrated team this year is Oklahoma State. You know, I think that their quarterback, he, he's solid. Um, now, well, they have a solid situation, I guess, whether they go with Sanders or Brown. But I, I just don't think that um, – besides Tylen Wallace, I, I don't think that they have that greatest set of weapons. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of defenses in Big 12 that people aren't necessarily impressed by. And, you know, I think we can agree. We saw that maybe with Oklahoma last year as well as maybe even Texas and, and others. But, of course, you know, especially with Oklahoma, their defense did improve. But I think, you know – Oklahoma State's, I just don't think that they're that competitive. You know, I just there there's talk that they could compete in the Big Twelve, but I, I don't see it. You know, now granted they they have head coach Mike Gundy, and while I do really like the guy, uh, I just don't know if he would be enough to help propel them into being a contender in the Big Twelve. Now, granted though, I I guess you can't count them out, but yeah, I just I think that they're the most overrated team. But you know, you make a really good case for Texas. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal your pick uh, for Texas being the most overrated team, but you do make a good case for them. And you know, outside of Oklahoma State, I think I would agree with you that Texas is maybe they're even more of a uh, maybe they're even more of an overrated overrated team than Oklahoma State. Well, uh, you know, and and Texas had one of the best defenses in the Big 12 last year, aside from Iowa State and uh, uh, Gary Johnson down at TCU. But, um, you know, I, I just they, – they they lost some top dogs on that defensive line, uh, starting with Brecken Hager, uh, Chris Nelson, Amenahue, and, uh, you know, two, two of their leading tacklers, Gary Johnson and, and Anthony Wheeler, for that, uh, for that defensive core. And I just, you know, I don't see it. Uh, I, I'm not at which I hate Texas, uh, you know, if, right. and I, I dislike the SEC, but you know, when it comes to Texas and LSU, I'm definitely going to be wearing my purple that day just because right. I mean, I, <laughs> man, anybody that can beat that now take for granted. I do want the big 12 to succeed because that makes Oklahoma look better at the end of the year. If, if Texas beats LSU, that's going to put out a statement if Oklahoma turns around and beats Texas in the Red River rivalry. Um, so, you know, that that would be the only – my only card that I could pull for that one because, you know, other than that, if you take LSU off that schedule, man, I could I could give a crap if Texas goes 0-12. So. All right. Okay. Uh, so, we'll, we'll jump into the underrated teams. Who Who is your underrated team? I'm going to go with Baylor. And, you know, I think if Oklahoma has a trap game this season, there's always that one team that slips up and gets OU. And uh, I'm going to go with Baylor. You know, they, uh, they're they 1-11 in rules first seasons. Uh, or he, they were 1-11 in rules first season. And then they jumped to 7-6. and six. Uh, Do I think that they're going to be a 10-win team? Absolutely not. But, you know, they, they've got an underrated quarterback in Charlie Brewer. Uh, I think he's going to flourish in the seasons to come. And they've got young talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, Fifteen returning starters. And, you know, that defense made some explosive plays last year. I just think, you know, you're looking at this season as the last season. Yes, there is a, there's a lot of stones to be turned. 
But, uh, you know, you take a guy that has never started at the college level and throw him on the team versus a guy that has at least had one or been seasoned, you know, you could have a night and day difference depending on how that player was in high school, what division they played, and how many different teams they got to see and how many different setups they got to see. Um, you know, I'm, I think that uh, I think that Baylor's going to be the that, that go-to team for me. Okay. You know, I – I'll, I'll say this, and this kind of answers a question that we'll ask uh, in a little bit later. But I actually have Baylor kind of as the downslope team, and not, and not in a. I'm not going to say that in a bad way. I think for Baylor, if I if I have to answer the question of a downslope team, it's just I don't know necessarily if they can get back to that seven and six record. Uh, I think that you know they could, they very well could, but uh, I don't want to say that they're on the downslope from a from a future standpoint, but I think that it, that the big 12 conference is just really competitive this year. Um, like you've already said with, you know, with, with Oklahoma, with Texas, uh, with Iowa state, uh, and, and then about to, I'm about to tell you who my underrated team is. And I believe that they're a big time, uh, competitor also in the big 12. So Baylor, maybe they're not on the downslope for me for the future necessarily, but, or after this season, but for this season, I think that they're they're just I don't know if if they can get back to that seven and six, and maybe they can. I you know it is it is college football, and anything can happen on any Saturday, right? Um, my underrated team though is TCU. Right. You know they had a lot of injuries that hurt them last year, right? And they have a really solid defensive front, especially Always. with the addition of uh, of Shamik Blackshear. Always. Now they also have a lot of top returning players on offense, right. you know, especially with the uh, star wide receiver and uh, Jalen uh, Regor, I believe that's how he says. Right. Maybe it's not. Uh, now the quarterback situation that they have, I think it's in pretty good shape, especially if uh, their four-star freshman quarterback in uh, Max Duggan, if he can turn out to be as good as uh, well, I guess he should. I mean, you're a four-star, so he should be pretty good, right? And uh, I think that they could fight for a conference title. Uh, but if they don't, I, I do believe that they're definitely on the right path and right track. Well, you know, I've got – So, I, I also – Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you got it. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say that I also, to answer another question that I'll ask, is I have TCU as my team on the rise. And, I mean, that's – I think that that's just um, pretty evident. I mean, you know, if they're – with with who they have returning and with a freshman quarterback, I mean, I, I think that it's I think that it, they're an obvious choice for a team on the rise. Uh, man, I you know I I couldn't agree with you more on TCU. Uh, Gary Patterson and, and actually earlier I believe I said Gary Johnson, which is a linebacker from Texas, just because I was looking at my paperwork. But Gary Patterson, uh, he's going into his twentieth season as TCU's head coach. He's a defensive minded yeah. guy. Uh, always, always he's got a very tough defense. Even, you know, fighting through all the injuries last season, he still managed to pull out a, a, a top 24 defense with the best defense in the Big 12. Uh, yep. You're always looking for a defensive game whenever it comes to playing them guys. You know, when, with our offense, it's not been the problem the past few years. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I could I could side with you on TCU. The uh, – and last year they were on a down year having a seven and six season. But, you know, I hear this all the time and, and you can see it if you look at the numbers, 
their defense is up and down. It's just like it's like a wave. Because if you go back to the 2017 season, they were 11 and three competing in the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma. The year prior, they were six and seven. But you jump back to 15 and 14, they they both of them seasons were 10 plus win seasons. Uh, you jump back to 13, 12, same scenario, four and eight, seven and six, and so on and so forth. If you if you just look at Gary's history with TCU. And, I, you know, I don't know if that's experience level or what that is, but every time he's got a down year, he bounces back. So, you know, I, I can definitely side with you saying that, you know, maybe TCU is going to be that team up at the top instead of uh, Iowa State or Oklahoma. You know, I, I'm trying not to be too biased, but I just – man, Oklahoma's definitely been uh, spoon-feeding me the past few years. It's been very <laughs> easy to uh, get over my head, you know, whenever it comes to talking analytics, but – uh, hey, I yeah. when 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 your team is good, I don't necessarily think you can you can be called a homer. You know, right. I I mean, if your team is good enough for you to be able to talk good about them, I, I don't see why you can. You know, I don't I don't think you can necessarily be a homer. Now, granted, though, I'm a Vols fan, so if I sit here and act like they're going to win the SEC <laughs> or even the SEC East, then you can definitely call me a homer, and that would be the definition of it. Man, hey, nope. I, I I don't know. I don't know. You know, right. SEC, that's different talk than the Big 12. Uh, right. Different segment. But, man, I wouldn't count them out until, you know, we, we bump into the season and see what's going to happen. Right. Now, would you – do you have a team that is on the rise or, you know, a team that's on the downslope? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you heard me talking about Iowa State. That's my team on the rise just because, you know, Years prior, uh, it's always, like you were saying, Oklahoma and Texas talk. You know, Texas has definitely had some bad years uh, through Charlie Strong and uh, the whole, you know, ever pretty much ever since, uh, uh, I'd say the late 10s, 2011, 2012, uh, you know, Texas hadn't really been much of a competition. And I would say, you know, with them getting a little bit better, it's definitely helping out our statement. But, you know, it, it makes me excited to see Iowa State, too, just because, you know, nobody's really ever talked about Iowa State. But they slipped up and they beat us at home – or we slipped up and they beat us at home, I guess it was two seasons ago, I believe. And, um, you know, that that was – that was one. it's one of them teams that you're kind of – you look forward to the game just because you know it's going to be good smash-mouth football. But at the same time, you're kind of worried about what could or could not happen. I mean, last year they had Hakeem Butler, six foot six receiver. Uh, he, he's in that lead now, but dude was just a beast. And, you know, of course, Oklahoma's defense being the worst in the Big 12 and one of the worst in the FBS, uh, it, it, man, it was a shootout. But right. um, I, I'm definitely going with Iowa State. They got a good coach, uh, good defense. They got Brock Purdy returning as a QB. Uh, Last year, he threw for uh, a little over 2,200 yards in the air and, you know, 66% completion rate. I, I've got to stick with Iowa State on this one. And I know you probably, you know, around the dinner table and all, you've probably heard me talk about them. I'm high on, on Iowa State. Um, I personally, I like Iowa State as well. I, you know, I, I uh, of course, I'm not as big of a, um, uh, a I guess, a big fan or a big – I wouldn't say a fan. I'm definitely a fan of big of the Big 12. I'm a fan of college football nonetheless. But, uh, you know, so Iowa State's not a team that I know a whole lot about. But, um, 
I mean, you know, from what you have said, I mean, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm more of a believer in them now. What, uh, what is your team on the downslope? I'm going to go with West Virginia. They lost Dan Hogerson to uh, Houston. And, uh, you know, so they've got a new coach, new head coach, uh, Neil Brown, and he actually come from Troy. Uh, didn't have too bad of a record at Troy. He uh, ended up being 35-16 and 16 with three bowl wins. Uh, the big feat that I see for West Virginia is Will Greer. They lost Real- Will Greer at quarterback, and, you know, he come out of Florida, uh, very talented quarterback. I mean, heck of a gunslinger. Uh, beat Texas in, in the final seconds last season. And uh, just a complete shootout versus Oklahoma. I mean, you know, I was I was really uh, – West Virginia was one of them teams that I was looking at last year like, crap, man. You know, they – end of the season, Oklahoma's uh, – you know they had, they had come off of a of a pretty easy win against Kansas. Uh, I say easy. I was actually in Knoxville that weekend, and I I watched the game. And you know Kansas Kansas threw up freaking I don't I don't remember how many points it was like golly like forty forty five something. I mean it was it wasn't close, but I mean still you know Kansas throwing up. Anywhere over fourteen on anybody is like crap, man. What you doing with your life? But I, uh, I, I was afraid of West Virginia last year, but since Will Greer's gone, Dan Hogerson's gone, and I think, uh, I think he was running from something. Honestly, I mean, everybody kind of has looked at like West Virginia's tried to be the the head program of the Big Twelve, but it just it has never happened. Um, they just, I don't know, they. Something about them, they, which I will say, they've got Austin Kendall, a um, a quarterback. He was back up for Baker Mayfield, back up for Kyler Murray, and he transferred over there this year to uh, to play. And you know, I think that was a good move on his part, knowing that West Virginia was going to be looking for somebody to fill that fill that shoe or fill that position. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with uh, I'm gonna stick with West Virginia. They uh, they've only got four guys coming back on offense, five on defense, one of the fewest of the Big 12 uh, aside from Texas. And um, I just – I feel like that that's going to be the one that just has a blowout season. Aside from Kansas, um, I think West Virginia is that team. All right. Well, let's – let's. you want to do a bold statement next or you want to do a who you think will win the conference? Right. I, I, we could probably we could probably go with who we think will win the conference. I, I think just by just by the way that we both talked, I think it's it's pretty obvious who we're probably both going to pick. But uh, go ahead, uh, man. And, I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna go with Baylor and Kansas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm definitely I'm sold on Oklahoma and I'm sold on Iowa State. Like I say, I think Texas is going to be a three loss team. Hopefully, a five loss team. We'll just have to see as the season prolongs, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely I'm I'm stuck on OU and Iowa State, and uh, I think OU pulls out this fifth uh, fifth championship and and moves on to the playoffs if if you know if strength of schedule is not a problem. Wait, did you say Ohio Iowa State pulls Iowa it out? State. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I think Oklahoma pulls it over Iowa. Okay, State. okay. I just wanted to make sure that. Okay, uh, I pretty much just have Oklahoma winning the conference altogether. I just. I I I think that they do have a lot of competition as far as from Texas or as far as from Iowa State uh, and even TCU and maybe even Baylor. Um, but, you know, and, of course, Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma is usually a, a pretty good game. 
Um, and so, but I, I, yeah, I mean, I have Oklahoma winning all together, and I do believe that they should be able to make the playoffs. But we'll we'll get into your playoff predictions in just a minute. Um, so, what is your bold statement if you have one for the Big Twelve? Uh, you know, it's uh, same story, different year. I think that uh, Jalen Hurts thrives at Oklahoma. I, you know, I'm hoping he does well. Uh, I've heard a lot of speculation about his uh, throwing capabilities and whatnot, but uh, I think that Jalen comes in and uh, and does a good job. And you know, I, I could maybe see him in the Heisman race come toward the end of the season. Uh, pretty much looking at his statistics, um, which you know he didn't get a lot of touches last year uh, just due to to a table below. Um, I would say that uh, you know. I would say that Hertz has become a better pass rush, or uh, excuse me, a better passer in his last few years at Alabama. He uh, <clears throat> started out as a freshman, as uh, at, at, and threw for twenty seven hundred, little over twenty seven hundred yards, and rushed for close to a thousand. <clears throat> that is close to Heisman talk, but then again, he was a freshman, had had a few interceptions. You know, very, very fresh and very new. So of course he's not gonna, he's not gonna get that, uh, get that talk. He's not a, uh, he 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 didn't play at Clemson, so you know, right. He's not gonna be, uh, he's not gonna be in that. He's not, he's not a favorite. But no, I, you know, in a limited time module from 2018, I can insinuate that Hertz has become a better passer under Dan Enos coming to Alabama, uh, mm-hmm. which is now he's offensive coordinator at Miami, of course, which. That game last night was super, super close. Hoping Miami would pull it out because I hate Florida, but uh, (laughs) same here. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I think so. What I think I think Hertz comes out this year, and I think Hertz comes out and and throws for three thousand and rushes for a thousand, and Kyler Murray two point oh, but just kind of comes out in his own swagger. And uh, I say Hertz ends up being another Heisman. You know, it's it's unheard of. And that, I guess that's why they call it a bold statement. I don't know. You know, I just uh, – I, I hate making predictions and statements just because, you know, like you said, anything can happen on any given Saturday. And, you know, right. it's uh, – I'm just glad I'm not up in Vegas throwing no odds out or nothing like that because I probably wouldn't be there too long. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my bold statement is going to be Iowa State's head coach, Matt Campbell. Um I think he will receive, and I think he'll accept a head coaching position with a team in the Big Ten or SEC. I, we we have actually talked about this off air, um, and this is more of me wanting to make a bold statement. I, I don't necessarily think that it's going to happen. Um, I think, you know, and you have told me this off air, you know, Iowa State is building, and you also said it on here, you know, they're building a good program. Right. And so why would Matt want to leave that? You know, but we've seen that happen before where programs have been built, but it's a smaller school. It's a it's a school that doesn't get recognition like a Big Ten or an SEC team. And so, you know, I, it could happen. You know, the USC job could come open as well. Uh, you know, they're not as great, but yeah. I mean, they're it's a big it's a big time school. Right. Um, so, I mean, it could happen. And, and again, like I said, it's more of a bold statement. But if Iowa State does as good as as you believe and I also believe and many others believe, I mean, we can't sit here and say that other teams that'll have coaching positions open 
won't be looking at Matt Campbell. Right. Uh, now, we'll move into this, and this will be the last part of the Big 12 or last part of, of the segment that you're on with me today. And it's the playoff – or what is your predictions for the playoffs as well as the national championship winner? Oh, man, I'm going to – you know, I'm going to stick with uh, – I'm going to stick with Oklahoma in the Final Four. Uh, okay. You know, overall, I think Oklahoma is going to favor that uh, 2015 – Offense, uh, Baker's first year. I think we're going to be a run heavy and a pass heavy. Uh, Baker's first year, he had 395 attempts and 3,700 yards. And we still had two running backs, Perrine and Mixon. Perrine rushed for 1,300 yards and Mixon rushed for 750. I mean, that's a lot of ground they're covering. I think that, you know, you never can tell what Lincoln Riley's going to do, but I think he's going to revert to something along the lines of that just because of the backfield speed we've got and, you know, the receivers we've got and Jalen Hurts' experience in total. Um, you know, I think Oklahoma pulls it out again, and I think they uh, uh, slithered their way into the Final Four. Um, you know, of course, Alabama, of course, Clemson, you know, same talk, different year. Clemson, Dabo Sweeney recruited heavy. Uh, they, they're looking they're looking smooth, and, you know, I, I've got them actually – So, now you have them. Sorry, you cut out just a little bit there. You have them picked. Uh, I've got Clemson to win it all. I mean, Trevor Lawrence going into his second okay. year. Uh, you know, I would also have him up in the Heisman race, of course. And I, man, I'm gonna tell you, right? If if a freshman could go to the NFL, I guarantee you they would have been picking for him last year. Uh, dude's just, oh yeah, dude's just an all-out athlete. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Clemson, Bama, OU, and for that fourth spot, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out here and and say Michigan possibly from the Big Ten. I don't think Ohio State it, has got it this year. I think they're a fluke. Uh, you know, uh, aside from getting the uh, what's his name, Justin Fields from Georgia. Uh, uh, yes. Aside, yeah. aside from getting him and you know the talent they got, I I don't know, man. It's you know it's that's a toss up for number four. I also really like Oregon uh, out of the Pac-12, uh, and like you were saying, uh, Utah. Uh, I, man, I, I don't I don't know. We'll we'll just say we'll leave that one as a question mark, or we can say I I don't really have a prediction on that one, just because you know it's a uh, that four spot is a given. And possibly even Oklahoma spots, you know, like I said, strength of schedule, who knows? I'd like to say OU in there, but, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of different modules with a lot of different teams other than Clemson and Bama. I've even seen Georgia up there. Uh, so, you know, let's uh, – for now, let's just throw a question mark in that four spot. Okay. All right. No, I – you know what? I don't uh, – I don't know. I At the end of this – at the end of this podcast, I'm going to – I'm going to reveal who I believe is going to go to the playoffs um, as well as the national championship winner. Uh, when when the folks get done listening to this podcast, they may be able to make an idea of who I'm going to go with. But, you know, I, I like those predictions. Uh, and, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. I'm just excited college football is back, you know? Exactly. Exactly, man. It's, a, it's going, to be a, going to be a big week. And, you know, what – 
last night was just a good start. I, I, I've been telling you uh, off air, I've been telling you the past few weeks, man, Georgia's a, I mean, Georgia, Florida is a fluke. If you're a Florida fan, if you're a Florida fan, I'm sorry. Uh, I think that there's a I think that there's a gator chomping away at the cord right now because you're cutting out. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Say it. Say it. Again. No, you're good. I I said uh, I think that there's a gator cutting away at the uh, chomping at the cord right now because you're cutting out. Can you hear me, Rob? Oh, I can hear you. Right, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. All right, go for it. Well, I said uh, I think there's a uh, gator chomping away at the cord right now because you're cutting out. You know, <laughs> man, that it must be. I, I don't know, man. I, watching that game last night, I'm just going to tell you, Felipe Franks is not the answer. Uh, you might be right. We I haven't <laughs> uh, haven't went through the SEC yet, but uh, it's going to be interesting. It's right. going to be interesting. Later on in this show, we'll go through the SEC. And uh, but for now, I I want to tell you, thank you for being here, uh, and thank you for doing the the Big Twelve with me. I think it you was. Uh, do what? Go ahead. I think it was, you know, thank you for being here for the Big 12. I think it was interesting, and uh, I enjoyed it. And, uh, and yeah, and uh, maybe I'll bring you back on another time, you know, uh, maybe closer to the, uh, to the playoffs, especially if Oklahoma's there, just so I can hear you, uh, uh, you know, say Boomer Sooner, right? That's right, man. Boomer Sooner always. Hey, and I just want <laughs> to say I'm not affiliated with the Big 12 or the University of Oklahoma. Uh, just a fan, you know, I've got, I've got my, uh, got my opinions just like everyone else. So, uh, Boomer Sooner and, uh, tune in next Sunday and watch Oklahoma put the beat down on Houston and Norman. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you, Rob. All right. So my next guest is Brad. He's got a little bit of experience in the, especially talking about uh, sports and college sports in general. So the first team, well, Brad, first and foremost, uh, tell the um, fine folks who are listening just a little bit about yourself. Uh, Yeah, so I am uh, married six years to my beautiful wife, Brittany, and have two girls. Three, her name's Evie, and we have another one that's three months old named Ellie. And uh, I'm the uh, associate rec minister at Quail Springs Baptist Church in Oklahoma City. And so I uh, worked for athletics in the past at UT Martin, I go Skyhawks. And, uh, yeah, so I've been around sports my whole life. Awesome, awesome. All right, so let's jump into the Big Ten then. Who, who in this conference do you have as your, let's say, overrated and then, of course, your underrated teams? Yeah, uh, overrated. I probably this is going to be an unpopular pick, I think. But uh, Nebraska's getting a lot of hype coming into this season, especially since the West is kind of unclear, and a lot of people think because they finished four and two that they're going to just come out of nowhere and win the Big Ten championship. I think they're a little overrated. I just don't trust their defense right now. I think I think Martinez and the rest of the offense is going to come around. I think there's that's nothing to worry about right now. I just don't trust the defense. And so I think they're definitely overrated. I'm not exactly trusting in Ohio State. I know they have a new coach, and it is Ohio State. Um, I just – they're rebuilding their defense with the co-defensive coordinators. 
You have Ryan Day in now. Justin Fields is a transfer. And so I'm just not really sure how well they're going to do. And so I think they're ranked kind of high. Uh, I would say for underrated, I'm going to say Michigan State. And I know this is going to sound weird. They were ranked top 15 in defense, but they were like 125th in offense last year. And I think a lot of that came down to uh, Lamarkey. Uh, he was, he had a shoulder injury during the Penn State game, uh, and they just kind of faltered off since then. And uh, D'Antoni has done some reshuffling. He's kind of the king of reshuffling. Uh, but so I think they'll, they'll turn around, and I think they could potentially uh, compete for the, the East title there with Michigan. Uh, and then obviously I want to I sound a little bit homerish here, but I'll try not to. Uh, I'm going to go with Penn State as a sleeper as well. I know they lost Trace McSorley. Their, their offense looked kind of flat last year. They have an amazing defense coming back, and uh, Colin—I uh, think his name is Colin Shepherd, I believe—he um, looks—he uh, looks pretty good. So, all right. So, for me, I think I—we're kind of opposite. I actually have my overrated team as Michigan State. I think that they're ranked a okay. little too high. Um, I—I don't mm-hmm. really see why they're being hyped up as much as they are, and—and and, you know, maybe it's because people think that maybe last year offensively it was a fluke and maybe it was I, I think that they have a tough schedule and I mean last <laughs> year's performance especially on the offensive side um, you know they were nearly at the bottom of every stat category and I mean I just um, I I don't know I I think that they will be able to make a bowl game you know don't get me wrong on that but I I don't see <laughs> them being uh, ranked in the top 25 at the end of the year now Granted, it is college football, and hey, maybe they can compete for the East. I mean, they've shown that they that they have the ability to do so in recent years, and so you know maybe they can. I think whenever it talks about my whenever I talk about my underrated team, though, I want to go with Iowa. You know, the Hawkeyes. Okay, they they have a good group of experienced players, and uh, it's led by third year quarterback and Nathan Stanley. Uh, I think that they're they're good, and I think that they're both that they're sides of the ball, uh, especially down in the trenches. Yeah. Now, speaking of the defense, though, you know AJ, um, I think it's Epensina. I probably I mean me, I'm not saying yeah. that right, but anyways, um, you know he's a D lineman, one of the best in the one of the best in college football, in my opinion, and he's going to help wreck a lot of O lines this year. They're going to have to worry about him. And so people – so other defensive players surrounding him can maybe, you know, make an impact as well. And I, I could just see them – I could see them actually winning the West. I don't have them winning the West. But I think that they can definitely compete. Um, and, you know, I know that you had talked about Nebraska and they're more of your – they're your overrated team. You know, they're my team yep. that's on the rise. I can't okay. I can't see I honestly though, I, I don't think that, you know, Nebraska being a team that's on the rise should surprise anyone. I mean, it's it's Nebraska who is being led by Scott Frost who last year, yeah, you know, they started out I believe 0 and 6 but then finished uh 4 and 2. It, it granted, I mean, you're, you know, going isn't you know, great, but I think that they're definitely on the rise. I I really wanted to go out on a limb and pick them to win, and pick yeah, them to win kind of right now, the so. West. 
Not not the conference, but I really wanted to pick them to win the West. I didn't. I mean, their offense is good, um, led by led behind. Uh, uh, and now I've like lost his name, but anyways, he's led by, Yeah, there we go. I yeah, <laughs> and you know he's a guy who could be a he could he could be a Heisman candidate. I mean, I I don't think he will be. Um, you know, I think maybe maybe next year would be more of his year to to win the Heisman. But again, this this team next year, I expect them to be able to win the West. And you know, we'll see what we'll see what what happens when we get there. But they could surprise a lot of people next year. This year, I think that they definitely will make a ball game, and I think that they definitely will. I think that their offense will be pretty good, and uh, their defense. I mean, let's face it; uh, they can only get better, right? Yeah, yeah. And and they're, right now, like Nebraska, really is the trendy pick. The trendy pick in the West. Oh, Scott yeah. Frost is going off of last year. I just, again, I, I know defenses can get better. I just don't trust our defense enough to win the West. But then again, I mean, Northwestern won it last year. I think nine and three or eight and four going eight, one in the, uh, the conference right. or the, the West. Uh, of course, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be a bust this year. I don't think, I know they have Hunter Johnson, the kid coming over from Clemson, but I still just don't trust that team to do well. Uh, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. So. Okay. So, so with that, is that your team that's on the downslope or, well, I, I know I, I spoke about the team on the rise, but I'll ask you about your team that's on the downslope. Who who do you have as that? I mean, is it Northwestern? Yeah, I definitely think uh, if I, I had to pick a team or two in the, on the, the downslope, definitely Northwestern. Again, there's just they just have too many changes going on, um, and they were really just a surprise anyway coming out of the West last year. I don't think anybody picked them to win the West, Big Ten West. Uh, that actually watched Big Ten, and then the other one would be um, Purdue. I, this sounds weird. You're saying, well, Purdue's always been kind of on the downslide. But, I mean, Jeff Brom's had them coming up. But I think, they, again, they've lost a lot of pieces. And I just don't think they're – they just haven't been able to recruit. And so, I, I would say, like, Purdue and, and Northwestern are probably my two teams that are kind of on the downslope. Okay. And, you know, I can see Purdue. Um, I, I didn't know if we, we would get into them a whole lot in this. But I could see Purdue. And, now, personally – I I have Michigan State as a team that's on the downslope, and you know I know it's college. You can't really. I don't think that you can necessarily have a team that's on the downslope because I mean they could they can always improve every year. And so I could be wrong on the Michigan State. I think I think just the fact that I think that they're overrated this year um, is why I would put them in the uh, downslope category. But I could see Purdue, and honestly, I could see Northwestern, but. Uh, I don't know if I can see Northwestern this year, but maybe, okay. but may, you know, maybe, um, but I could see it. If it happens, I don't think I'll be surprised. Who, I, I don't think, um, who is your team that's on the rise in your opinion? Uh, on the rise. I mean, I know this is going to sound weird. I has been pretty consistent. I think they could be on the rise this year. In fact, I had them win in the West, which we'll get to later. Um, but, I, and then other, other teams on the rise, um, I mean, would this be considered a rise? Michigan beating Ohio State finally, um, winning the Big Ten East. I mean, that could be realistic, and we could consider that them on the rise. But I, went, I mean, in the bigger picture of things, I guess that's not really going to count. Um, and then Minnesota, I think Minnesota could be a team that you won't see this year do well. 
but I think they'll improve from last year. And I think they could be a team that could be definitely uh, a team to mess, not to mess with in maybe about three, four years. Right. No, and you know what? I really like, I really like that you brought Minnesota up. Minnesota is a team that I, I'm, I mean, you know, personally, I'm going to look forward to watching and keeping up with this year. Uh, and granted, you know, I, I agree. I don't think that they're going to, you know, I don't think that they're going to, you know, shock the world or anything this year. But I do believe that they they are on the rise. Uh, now, like I said, I think I think for me, I mean, the, of course, I picked Nebraska, and I just I think that that's just I think it's the obvious choice. It's the safe choice. But uh, Minnesota is definitely probably my second. Probably probably would come in second for me. Uh, you know, I I just this whole conference altogether. You know, I I like the conference. I mean, I've always I've always been a big fan of of the big 10. I, I don't think, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people try to say that they're possibly better overall than, or the best overall division or the conference. And I, I think if you took Alabama out of the sec, this conference, I mean, it may be, I, I mean, you know, you have a, you have teams who could definitely compete in the sec, uh, you know, like an Ohio state, of course, or a Michigan, um, you know, I, I don't know a Penn State. I think a Penn State could probably compete in the SEC. Uh, you know, it's just some um, <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know, and I, I think that they, I think that they could. I think that this conference is a is a really good conference, and I think that they have a lot of good football to play this year. And with you being a Penn State fan, you know, I think I mean there's a lot of competition, obviously, for you um, to yeah. to win, say. To if you if you were looking for them if you were looking for them to win the conference now, speaking of winning the conference, let's go into who we think will win the Big Ten this year. Okay. You. All right. You want me to go first? Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I think I mean Iowa does lose a lot of receiving, uh, receiving strength after losing Hawkinson and and the other kid, uh, they lost the two tight ends they lost last year. Uh, but like you said, Nathan Stanley being a third-year quarterback, he's shown strides of being able to do well and compete with the bigger teams. Uh, and again, uh, their defense under Kurt France has always been really good. Um, and so I think, or Frank Frank Kent or whatever his name is, has uh, been really good. But I and I do think that their schedule is difficult. But I think that they'll win the West. Like I said, lots of questions. I think it'll really come down to Iowa and Nebraska, maybe the last game of the season for the West. And then I would say for the East, I really want to say that the East still goes through Ohio State and Columbus. But, uh, I mean, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh gets a bad rep. And, and Michigan last year was top 15 defense and I think top 25 offense. And uh, he brought in Josh uh, – what's his name? Josh Gillich or something like that. Your guess, your guess is correct. good as mine on that one. <laughs> I think it's Josh Gillick or something like that, but they're bringing him in, and I think that will help. I mean, they have a good passer in Shea Patterson, and because of that, I just think Ohio State just has a couple more holes. I think they're talented. I'm just worried about the coaching change, and I think Ryan Day has shown he's been a good coach uh, through the, the lesser opponents like Rutgers and others, uh, but we haven't seen Ryan Day coach against a Penn State or Michigan or the coach against Wisconsin in Camp Randall. And so uh, I'm going to have it be Iowa versus Michigan in the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis. 
I think I'm going to have Michigan come out on top. And it's going to be a, probably a slugfest. And I have Michigan winning probably about 24 to the 17, 24, 14, something like that. Okay. All right. I like that. I personally have Northwestern coming out of the West. And it's and I think it's because I, I just think the Wildcats are being overlooked. Uh, Pat, okay. Pat, Fitz, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald, he's – I mean, he's a heck of a coach. That's for sure. But, mm. um, you know – he has a quarterback in Hunter Johnson, a five-star, I believe, or a former five-star. Yep. And, you know, yeah, he's right. and he's got an All-American linebacker in Patty Fisher. Uh, you know, and, okay. and, you know, I think that this team is just in a good position to win it again. I don't see them winning the conference championship. But I, okay. at this point, I just can't count them out of winning the West again. Now, Granted, I don't think that they'll win it next year, and and I know that you you that you have picked Iowa, and I think Iowa could definitely win the West. You know, I don't want to I don't want to act like they can. I think that maybe even a team like Nebraska, I don't see it. I mean, I think it would be I think that Scott Frost would have to be like a miracle worker in order for them to win it, in order for them to win the West this year. But I think if you if you could pick against. Um, you know, I, I just I can't I can't personally pick against Northwestern this year, uh, just because okay. I think that they only really got better. But um, you know, if they don't win the West, I'm not going to be surprised. Now in the East, I have the Ohio State Buccaneers winning it. I wanted to go with Michigan, I really did. Um, but you know. I don't know what I see in there in Patterson. No, I, I just don't know what to expect out of Michigan. Maybe I could be wrong. And personally, I would like to see Michigan beat Ohio State. It's been, what, seven years, I believe? And Yeah, I believe seven years, yeah. Right. And so, you know, I would like for them to finally turn the page. I think that that's definitely the hump that they have to get over. But – I just have Ohio State winning. I think, you know, the quarterback, Justin Fields, I think he's really good. I mean, he'd still be at Georgia if it wasn't for Fromm. And Fromm is a, a quarterback who is who has, you know, Heisman hopeful plus uh, top ten pick in the NFL draft next year. Uh, Justin yeah. Fields, I mean, you know, uh, maybe he will too. Maybe he'll show out enough to where he could be as well. Uh, you know, um, Chase Young, he's, he's coming in to replace Nick Bosa, and I think he is a very – talented player um, for that D-line. And I think that uh, I think that he will come in and he will replace Bosa just fine. Uh, and honestly, I, you know, I get the thing with Brian Day. But, you know, he was behind Urban Meyer for so long. And he, he has experience. And so I don't think that – I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him. I, like I said, I really wanted to pick against Ohio State winning the East, and I wanted to go with Michigan. And up until the moment that I finally made the decision, I had Michigan. But I just said I can't, I can't pick against Ohio State this year. I just, I just feel like I, I, just, I just feel like Ohio State is going to be just fine, and they're going to be there. And I, too, have Ohio State beating Northwestern in the conference championship. And, okay. you know – I think that it'll I think it'll be a 10 plus point route. I mean, I don't want to put a score on it necessarily, but I definitely think it'll be 
10 plus points that they'll win by. Um, and, okay. and so, yeah, I, but again, I think that this, I think that the East is probably, you know, I think you only really have, you know, a couple of teams in my opinion who could win it. I think the West is definitely more wide open than a lot of people think. Uh, you know, the East, I yep. think it's definitely Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state, and some people may throw in Michigan state. I get that, but, uh, you know, I think the West, I mean, you have teams like a Purdue, you have Northwestern, uh, you have Iowa, just any of those teams, Nebraska, any of those teams could. Yeah, but Wisconsin neither. So. Oh, yeah, that's right, Wisconsin. You know, in Wisconsin, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just me. I don't really have a whole lot of uh, – I don't really have a whole lot of hopes for them, but, um, yeah, I mean, you can't forget about them, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they have the t- they probably have the toughest schedule in all Big Ten, so they have a good team. Right. And they probably have, probably they probably have the best in the West. But again, I think I mean at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good your team is; it matters a lot. Of, I think a lot of it goes into your schedule as well. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, well, let's let's go into maybe a uh, bold statement that you have for the Big Ten okay. this year. So I don't think I have one initially for a team as much as for the conference and I, I or the yeah the conference. And so what I'm going to say is I think and maybe this is just a bold statement that a lot of people have, but I really think that after this year they're probably going to eliminate the divisions uh, in the Big Ten. I, I think I, I don't a lot of people didn't understand why they kept you know all the powerhouses kind of on one side on the East and, and then kind of put everybody else in the West. Uh, there really hasn't been a contender besides Wisconsin and I guess you can throw in Northwestern in there. Uh, really since they created the divisions in 2014. And so I think that they're going to have to, they really want to do this and really want to fight for the college football playoff. They're going to have to just go with the top two teams. I mean, you got to think about that. If you did that this past couple of years, it'd be Ohio state, Michigan, it'd be Penn state, Ohio state. Um, and if you're going to beat that team again, when they're highly ranked or in the top 25, top 15, then that shows more quality going into the college football playoff. I think if they're still going to do this East versus West, think that my bold statement uh, for the Big Ten is that Jim Harbaugh, I think he's on the hot seat after this season with Michigan. Okay. I just, I, I just, I don't, I think if you, if they can't win it this year, then I think that they, I mean, I, I just, I don't know where else they can go with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, this is the year that they have to be Ohio State, I would think. This is the year that Ohio State is you know, quote unquote down, and I think that they just have to beat them. But yeah, anyways, no. let's. Okay, yeah, it's a go good, ahead. It's, it's, I was just yeah, I think that's a good statement. So uh, I totally agree with you there. Sorry. No, you're good. All right, let's jump into the ACC and the Pac-12. Let's um, because those are the next two or for the folks listening. Those are the next two that that Brad's going to go over with me today. Uh, and the Pac-12 is. Let's let's start with the Pac-12. Okay. And we, we probably will go through them pretty quick because I, I just – I don't see a whole lot with the Pac-12. And, you know, I think that the ACC is, well, I mean, pretty much owned by Clemson. But we'll – you know, we'll go through and we'll talk about them a little bit. So, who is your overrated team in the Pac-12? Uh, I would say that my teams – well, for one, I want to say two, two things I want to – I'm going to call it Pac-12 for this year is, for one, it's wide open. And I definitely think it's a no-margin-for-error kind of conference. And I say that because, uh, for one, they're on the West Coast, so nobody really cares about the Pac-12. 
at least the main most of the voters who are on the East Coast. And then two, it's really just because uh, we just don't know what to expect from this league. It's like the Big Ten West, just on the West Coast. And so, uh, so I guess my teams would be at least for a sleeper. Uh, I'm thinking Washington State. I know they finished what 11 and two last year. I, I get that. Uh, with all the change going on, I think they could be a sleeper. I think Cal, um, they are really good on defense. They've gone from 107th under Sonny Dykes to uh, to 13th in the nation under their new coach uh, that is slipping my mind right now. Um, and so, but the problem is they can't score. Um, and then the other thing, uh, Stanford ranked 25th in the nation, but I really think that they could be a sleeper, make some noise, and determining who the – uh, Pac-12 North champion is. I, I agree. I think that I think that uh, Pac-12 is definitely a conference that they have a lot of people, a lot of different teams who could win it. Um, and and so I agree with that. I mean, I now granted, I don't think that you know with the Pac-12, I don't think that there's a whole lot of teams that could go on and could go on any further than what they already are. But I do believe that they do have that they're going to have a very interesting conference and and yeah you're right I mean I mean you know nobody but people maybe on the West Coast care a whole lot about the Pac-12 but uh, you know those people I think that they'll they'll definitely have interesting games to watch but who who would you say is your overrated and then your underrated teams in the Pac-12? Uh, yeah, so my overrated hmm I think the overrated is kind of hard. I, I really want to say Oregon here. I know they have Justin Herbert, and, uh, you know, he's a high draft prospect. Uh, I just think they're they're kind of like a go-to-the-college-football-playoff-or-bust kind of team this year, I feel like, at least if you're into the Pac-12. And so I think they're kind of the overrated team. An underrated team, I'm not really sure. I would say, I mean, USC could very well be in that mix. They're, ranked for, they're unranked for the first time since 2001, Pete. Carroll's first year there at USC, uh, you know, Clay Helton, he's on the hot seat. So I, I think they can make some noise. And I would even say I wouldn't count UCLA, UCLA out just yet. Okay. All right. Well, you still my overrated team, but that's okay. I do believe it is Oregon as well. I mean, quarterback just – he could win the Heisman. I mean, he could. And, yes, he could – he should go high in the NFL draft next year, barring, you know, injury or – or having a bad year. But, I mean, the overall team, though, is just – I mean, it's not as – I mean, it's definitely not as good as he is, but it's just not as good as it needs to be. And so I, I don't think that they've proven enough for me to believe in them. Uh, they're also my team on the downslope because I just don't really see where they're going to go after this year, after losing quarterback Justin Herbert. And, you know, I, I'm sure if there's going to be any Oregon fans listening – they probably are calling me, you know, really dumb right now. I'm like, oh, no, we got this great backup court, yada, 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 you know, and I get that. But, um, you know, I just don't really see where they're going to go. My underrated team, and you also said them, it's UCLA. You know, okay. Chip, Chip Kelly, he should be able to come in. He should be able to help this team be a contender this year for the conference. Now, they're not, they're not my pick for the conference, but – I mean, I think that he can help them be a contender. And and next year, I think yeah. that they, there's a lot to expect out of them next year, or at least a lot to look forward to out of them next year. Dorian okay. Thompson, Dorian Thompson Robinson, you know, listen, I, the quarterback, 
I think he's got uh, a future star quality written all over him. And that can only, that's only a good thing for UCLA. And, you know, it's been a while since we've really seen UCLA um, as a powerhouse anywhere, basketball, football, anything, you know. So it's, it's, it's very true. It may be nice to see them there. And, and also, they are my team on the rise. So my overrated team being Oregon, they're my team on the downslope and my underrated team in UCLA team on the rise do you do you have a team on the downslope and on the rise uh so i think and this is going to sound i i don't know i just think herm edwards i think he did pretty good last year i think they could really be on the rise i think the arizona state sun devils could be a team to kind of mess with uh, not not to mess with in the south in the coming years uh so they're probably my team on the rise i would say and it's hard to play in the desert you know it's it's hot out there. Right. People aren't used to that uh, that dry heat. Uh, my team on the downslope, I really want to see how Washington and Jacob Eason do this year. I think if Jacob Eason can come in and do well, I think there's nothing to worry about Washington. I think if he doesn't do well, uh, if I was a Washington fan, I'd be having flashbacks of, you know, the, the early 2000s and, and fighting for a win in the Apple Cup. So, um, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm thinking with my downslope team. Okay. All right. Uh, and then it, we'll just jump right into, I mean, who do you think will win the uh, North and South divisions as well as the conference championship? So I know we talked about Oregon a little bit earlier and how we're not sure about them. They really only have one key prospect on offense worth watching for in that Turbert, but I still have them winning the North. I think it's going to come down to their game in Washington. Uh, they've been on a two game. They, they just brought their two game losing streak last year to Washington. And so I think that's going to be a game that's going to challenge them. And I really think that whoever wins that game will probably win the North, unless we have Washington State that surprised us this year. Uh, so I'm going to go with Oregon out of the North. And then South, this is a trendy pick, but Kyle Winningham has a great defense every year. Um, I think they have a good quarterback in hand. Uh, he's finally learning the system. So I want to actually put Utah coming, coming in and winning the South. And then I guess for my overall winner, I'm going to pick Utah. So – Whoa, okay. Well, you kind of came out of left field there because I I was like, man, where's he going with this? But you know what? <laughs> I have I have Washington winning the North Division. But before I get to that, I want to say that I have the Utah Utes winning the South Division as well. I just – yeah, okay. they have a great defense. I mean, their quarterback, I, uh, Tyler Huntley, I think he'll be able to take a step forward and, and really propel this team to new heights this season. And, yeah, I have Washington winning the North Division. But, uh, you know, and obviously with, with Utah, I mean, they're – or not Utah, but Washington, they're very talented. They did lose some stuff, but they're still talented. And maybe they're a little inexperienced, but, again, very talented. And they, yeah. have, Chris, they have Chris Peterson as their head coach. I mean, he's a great head coach. I mean, he's just a great coach altogether. Uh, I think that the Utes, I think they finally get the best of Washington. And, uh, and they beat them in the championship game. And also, listen, and this might make Utah fans um, really proud to hear it, but uh, I think that they could be a sleeper team for the college football playoff. Wow, okay. I'm assuming or, that's your bold statement. Uh, that is not my bold statement. I, I, wow. I say that, I say that because uh, I just – I mean, I think that they're, they're going to be really good in the Pac-12 this year. And, okay. you know, I now granted, I don't think that they're going to go anywhere if they make it to the playoffs. 
Um, you know, kind of like how uh, I believe it was Washington did, you know, just a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, I just don't think that they would go anywhere, but I think that they could make it. I don't expect it, though. I really – I don't expect it. Um, I think that they will probably drop at least one game during the season, but maybe even two. And we've seen how the conferences go. If they can drop it, it depends on when they drop it. Now, but my bold statement, though <laughs> – it's uh Urban Meyer. He'll be the head. He'll be the new head coach of the USC Trojan next year. I mean, Clay Helton. He's just not getting the job done. And honestly, that's probably not a uh, that's probably not a quote unquote um, hot take of a bold statement because I think a lot of people are saying that. But yeah, I mean, what what is? Do you have a bold statement for them? Well, I think I'm still kind of reeling in shock with your Urban Meyer to USC. I, I really didn't see that. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's pretty bold. And may I just haven't I haven't seen that in the news. Uh, I would say that we're going to see a team that we have not mentioned first. Uh, but I would say my bold statement is we're going to find a team that we have not talked about, or maybe we have talked about, but definitely not the main ones. Uh, come out of nowhere and win the Pac-12 this year. Okay. So I'm thinking, you no, know, could you know it could be a Cal, it could be uh, an Arizona or an Arizona State. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'm just being a little too bold or maybe that's not bold enough, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's fine. Let's, uh, let's go into the ACC. Um, okay. who is your, I mean, like I said, this is a conference that's definitely pretty much owned by Clemson, but who's your overrated team and underrated team? Uh, overrated team. <sighs> hmm. I would really say I don't know if I even have an overrated team. There's only two teams in the top 25 from the ACC. Um, and so – and I think that's, that's Miami and Clemson. And so, I mean, maybe Miami, if they are ranked, which I haven't – I don't have anything in front of me to double-check that, but they were ranked. Maybe Miami just because we don't know about their quarterback situation. There's a new coach uh, coming in town. Uh, but if it's not Miami – not if Miami's not ranked, then I would say that I don't know of anybody who's overrated. Uh, underrated, okay. um, I'm definitely going to say Syracuse. Uh, maybe that's that could be a trendy pick too. But uh, you know, Dino Barber's just finally getting in the right direction. They beat Clemson in 2017. It was a close game last year. They Clemson's also playing them in the dome. And I have a friend that's a Clemson graduate, Clemson, and he just said the dome's just scary. Like things just happen in the dome that are just unexplainable. And uh, they're not – you know, it's not a guaranteed win against Syracuse in the Dome. And so, will they be Syracuse Clemson? Probably not. But I think Syracuse would definitely finish a close second in the ACC uh, division. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? As an overrated team, I have Syracuse. I just okay. think that they lost a lot. And I think that they're – you know, um, I think they're going to have to replace a lot as well. Okay. And I just – I can't see them winning 10 games again this year. But I think that they will make them. They're my team on the downslope uh, as well. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a trending way I'm going here. But uh, – and it just from a possible rebuilding standpoint, but I think that they – at some point they will get back up. And I think that maybe they are underrated. Um, you know, I, I agree that I don't really think there's a whole lot of overrated teams necessarily, but uh, I think that they're – or, but I mean, I, if they if I was going to pick somebody, it would be them. My underrated okay. team, my underrated team would be Pitt. Um, hmm. I, I don't have them repeating with an appearance in the ACC championship game. 
But that's because they did lose some production at running back. And, well, of course, that's just one reason. But uh, cornerback or quarterback, uh, Kenny Pickett, I, I think he I think he is in good shape. And, uh, you know, the, the team has a lot of good players still returning. Uh, they have some experience. I know that the team last year, they got hot at the right time, and maybe they could do it again. Um, I just have them underrated because I don't think you can count them out necessarily. Uh, okay. They're also my team on the rise, as as we'll see if uh, Pat Narduza can uh, develop players well or not. Hmm. Okay, I can definitely see that. I, I'm pit. I mean, like you said, they lose. I mean, they lose two thousand yard rushers. That, that's a pretty big deal when you're already you're already limited on offense. So I'm kind of curious to see if your pick kind of uh, kind of comes to fruition. Okay, uh, who do you? Um, who is your team that is on the downslope or on the on the rise? Ooh, uh, I would say on the rise, and I, maybe people would disagree with me here. I'm going to say Florida State. Uh, I know Billy Taggart's getting a lot of of. Well, I'm going to just say this for a crap for uh, just where he's at with this team and how they performed last year. Uh, but uh, you know, I think you know we'll see how it goes with the quarterback competition between Blackman and. Uh, Alex Hornibrook, and uh, but I think they could potentially be on the rise. Um, you have Cam Akers still there, so I think there's some potential there. On the downslope, you know, I, I think Miami has a really good defense, but until they can show me something on offense, I just think they're going to go on a downslope. And people are probably like, well, they were 4-4 four and four last year, so off the year. Well, they were, but they're on, I have them on the downslope because we have all these expectations. The U is back, the turnover chain. Yet they can't they can't win more than ten games. So I'm gonna have them on the downslope, and maybe I'm wrong. And I hope they prove me wrong. It'd be great to have the U back into the the national spotlight on a regular basis. But uh, but they're on my downslope. Okay, uh, I mean with the conference championship, I assume that you have Clemson winning it. I mean I don't really think we even have to really talk about them. I mean just let's be honest. I mean they're gonna win this conference, and they're I don't see why they wouldn't go to the playoffs. Uh, you know, I would be very surprised if they didn't win it. Uh, but who do you – I mean, who do you have winning the Coastal Division? Yeah, so I actually have – and if this actually worked out, they'd be the, seven diff- the seventh different team in the ACC championship in the last, I think, seven or eight years, wherever the case may be. Um, but I, I'm going to have Virginia. And uh, Virginia, uh, they've lost some star power from last year. They still have the same quarterback. Uh, they still are keeping some of their defensive linemen around. And so I, I really think Virginia could be a sleeper. Um, and I, I don't even know if I got – I said Syracuse earlier. I think Virginia could be a sleeper. Will they be Clemson? Probably not. Clemson combined the last two years has outscored their opponent in the ACC championship game, 30-18, to 18, I believe. Or, no, sorry, 80-13. to 80-13. So, yes, Clemson will win it. But um, – and Clemson's won the last four ACC championships. And so, yeah, so I have, I have Clemson winning, like you said, not really a conversation there. But I think Virginia and the Cavaliers could, uh, could make it out of the Coastal. Okay. Uh, you know, I agree with Virginia. Uh, I think, you know, that their quarterback, Bryce Perkins, I mean, I think he's uh, – you know, he, he put up okay numbers last year. I think it was like 2,700 yards, 34 touchdowns. Uh, you know, the defense is led by All-American corner Bryce Hall. Uh, and I, I think that the defense it should be good. Uh, I think if they can if they can beat Notre Dame, they could start out five and zero. I mean, okay. you know maybe that's a bit bold, uh, but yeah, I, I do believe that uh, you know with with Bronco uh, Mendenhall as their head coach, I think that they're um, 
So let's go into bold statements about the ACC real quick. Okay. Who do you have, or what do you have as a bold statement? Uh, this might sound like a, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily bold. I was having trouble thinking of something with the ACC. Uh, but I want to say the bold statement is probably Clemson's going to lose at least one game. I don't know who sat down with their schedule and figured out who they'll lose to, but I have a feeling they're probably going to lose at least one game. But we'll see. Okay, my bold statement is that Lawrence plays for the XFL next year. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. What Anyways, in the world? Uh, no, uh, you know, they were recruiting him or wanted to recruit him. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I think that um, Justin uh, Flores, I think that's how you say his name. He's the head court, He's the head coach at Virginia Tech. Yep. I think that – I don't know if he'd be out after this season – but I think he's definitely on the hot seat after this season. Virginia Tech just hasn't been – I mean, I don't know. I don't think that they've been as good as they should have been. So, yeah, I mean, that's my – that's my – I mean, that's just my two cents on a bold statement, if I have one. I don't know if that's <laughs> that bold. I think it's definitely something a lot of people could probably come up with. Okay. Uh, what is your – so let's – Move away from the conference a little bit, even though we probably are going to talk about a team that's in the conference. But what is your playoff predictions? Uh, and then, of course, national championship. National champion. Okay, yeah. So, I think even though I have Clemson losing a game, I think they're going to finish one. And then I have Alabama until until somebody proves Nick Saban wrong uh, or until somebody can start competing with them other than Georgia. I'm going to have Alabama number two. Uh, and then I'm going to have – uh, I'm going to have OU – or, sorry, I'm going to have Michigan number three. Uh, and, again, just when I throw these out here, I know these are in, like, top ten teams. And I think over the last, four, what, three, four, what is it, four years of the college football playoff, I think there has – I think one of the teams entering has been in the top 25 or top ten or something like that beginning of the season. So, I'm probably wrong. But Michigan number three. And then I'm going to have uh, Oklahoma, OU, uh, represent Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma – Boomer Sooner, I want to have them number four uh, with Jalen Hurts. And so I want to have Clemson versus Oklahoma, Alabama versus Michigan. Then I think it's going to be Clemson versus Bama number five for the fifth straight year. Okay. All right. Uh, And then – and now who do you have winning the national championship? Uh, I think it's going to be Clemson. Um, And, again, I know – I I said they're going to – they might lose one game during the season, but Trevor Lawrence is a stud – uh, Brent Venables doesn't have a bad year with the defense. Uh, even though they're rebuilding a lot, I don't think they're going to be. You're going to see much of a production drop off. And uh, they have a, a what Itenny or whatever his name is, a running back. Uh, so I think they're returning a lot of good, a lot of good talent. I think as long as Dabo Sweeney is head coach and Brent Venables is the defensive coordinator, I think they're the they're the, they're the team to beat. You know, I know that's scary to say with Nick Saban out there, uh, but I think they're the team to beat, especially playing in the ACC. Uh, with it being so weak, uh, I think they're a team to be every year for until they're done. So, okay, all right. Well, I I will say I will uh, tell everyone my my playoff predictions and conference champion at the very end of the show. But Brad, I want to thank you. Uh, I know we've had a couple of technical difficulties, and and that's fine. I mean, we're you know we we don't have a, a podcast that is perfect, and and for the ones who listen, they they definitely know that. But. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I want to thank you for coming on, talking the ACC, the Pac-12, and as well as the Big Ten with me. And uh, 
And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hope to have you on again. And uh, and like I said, I I thank you and uh, and I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Robert. It's good talking to you again. I know we haven't had a whole lot of uh, conversation in the last couple of years, but it's been good. All right. So I hope you enjoyed hearing Michael Bowles as well as Brad Winter as we discuss the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac Twelve. But now you get to be embraced by my voice and my vo- my voice only. As we talk about the SEC, or, well, I guess as I talk about the SEC, I think the SEC is, is a conference that is, let's face it, pretty dominated by Alabama and Georgia. Or at least all the talk is. Now you do have your teams like an LSU... You do have your teams like a Texas A&M, like a Mississippi State. You have those teams. And trust me, there's a lot of those teams that I like. That I like to maybe put some pressure on either Alabama or Georgia. But let's get into it. And then at the end of this segment about the SEC, I'll let you know who I think is going to win the conference championship. So let's jump into it. I watched the Florida and Miami game last night. And before I did, my overrated team was Tennessee. But after watching last night, my overrated team has now changed to Florida. Florida, I know it's the first game of the year, and I know Miami's no slouch. But to be ranked as high as they are and to come away with a, you know, last-minute win to have, the, my, to have Miami only 24 yards away from winning that game, I just don't know how I feel about it. And granted, it's the beginning of the season. And by the end of the season, maybe I'll feel differently about it. Maybe we'll have another episode where we can go through and we can talk about the things that happened during the season with these college football teams and see if maybe maybe we were right during this episode or maybe we were wrong. Now, I tend to believe that I can be wrong a lot and uh, I'm usually wrong, but... Nonetheless, I want to get into why I believe Florida, I, I believe, I want to go with, I believe that Tennessee is the overrated team. I want to tell you, I, you know, I've already kind of thought it through, and I'm going to tell you why I think that they're overrated, but I believe that them and Florida both are overrated. Now listen, I'm a Tennessee fan, okay? Alright, I'm a Tennessee fan. But... I just, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a homer about it, and I'm going to be honest about it. You know, Tennessee, I, I think they're seemingly overrated every year. I mean, I hate it. Being a Vols fan, I hate that. But a lot of Vols fans believe that they can be better than what they are. And now, granted, they have a schedule that's easier this year than in years past. So, I mean, I do believe that they'll reach a bowl game. 
But I see a lot of I see a lot of Tennessee fans, as well as other people, say that they're good enough to be an eight and five or an eight and four, nine and three even team. And I just I don't see that. I'm sorry, I don't. I see a six and six team. I see a team that if they reach seven and five, I'll be surprised. But I think if they can't reach a bowl game, especially with this schedule, then I'm then I'm going to be disappointed. Not disappointed to where I'm calling for Jeremy Pruitt's job, of course. But I'm going to be disappointed. So, like I said, I think that they will reach a bowl game. But just I just think that they're overrated this year. <coughs> Excuse me. Their O line should be improved. And now, granted. It is still young, and it of course it needs it needed work. And if it's and if it's improved, maybe they can win more than six games. Because I think that Jarek Garantano is, I think he's a good quarterback. He just needs time, and he does have a lot of talent returning at the wide receiver position, as well as running back. But you know, here's the thing. It's all going to be whether or not JG can lead the offense the way it needs to be led. And it's going to depend on that. And it's going to depend on the offensive line. Now the defense, it should be pretty solid. But it's young too. Now in the SEC, experience does matter a lot in my opinion. Alabama, you know, say let's take for instance next year. They'll have another they'll have a new quarterback, say in Tua, Tua will be gone, they'll have a new quarterback, and usually I'm not gonna say they have a down year, but usually that's the year that they can kind of let's say get off the rails a little bit. And maybe they don't. Maybe they don't do that. But still, you know, I just think that, you know, next year, the Vols probably have a new quarterback. And now the kid Bailey coming in is, is pretty good. But I, I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about the future too much because that's the future, right? Now, Tennessee fans, don't be too upset. I do have Tennessee as my choice for the team on the rise. Because I believe that Jeremy Pruitt, I think he's done a good job at fixing it, at fixing the uh, horrible brick wall that Butch Jones tried to build. But it's not fixed yet. I think in two or three years, the Vols can be back, and that'll be great, right? I mean, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to be. I'm trying not to sound like a homer, but I'm also trying to sound realistic. At the same time. Now here's the thing though. I know a lot of Oz fans. Obviously. And all I have to ask is. Will my fellow Vols fans. Be patient long enough. For Jeremy Pruitt. To. Do such a thing. To come back and do such a thing. I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. Now, like I said, uh, I think the other overrated team is Florida, but I think even after last night, I think you have to 
look at this and and say, hey, maybe they're not as maybe they're not as overrated as we think, but also at the same time, you know, I I don't know. I I will say though, I think that Florida's schedule's hard. I didn't take the Miami game as being that hard, but I knew it'd be a battle. I just think I just thought that Florida would pull away and win by, you know, double digits by the end of the game. Now, you know, they do play some they do play some some pretty good competition. I, I just I don't know. I don't think I think that Florida could compete for the could compete for the East. Don't get me wrong, I think that they are the second best team in the East behind Georgia as of this moment. I have a team that might actually be able to might have something to say about that. But I think that I just I don't know, Florida's gonna have to fix things because like Joey said earlier, or Michael said earlier, sorry, I call him Joey as well, but anyways, like Michael said earlier. Felipe Franks, I, I don't know, you know, for being kind of a cocky guy, just don't know if I see him, I just don't know if I if I see him having what it takes to be the guy. Uh, but Dan Mullen's a really good coach, and I think that he can coach that team up, and I think he can get them in the right direction. I think he's already done that, really. No one expected much out of him last year, but look at what they did. We'll have to see about Florida. I think the underrated team is Mizzou. And the reason why I say that is two words for you. Kelly Bryant. I think that he can he should be able to come in, he should be able to help the Tigers. Now granted, I think that he could pick off for uh last year, pick off where pick off where Drew Locke left. Last year, now Drew Locke's in the NFL, of course, with the Denver Broncos. I think with play caller Derek Dooley, I think Kelly Bryant, I mean, you know, he's he's an athletic quarterback. He can move around in the pocket. And I think maybe he's even more talented than Drew Locke. Now, granted, I think a lot of what Drew Locke done last year was particularly talked about and everything was particularly good because of the competition that he played. But still, nonetheless, I think that Mizzou, they have a guy in Larry Roundtree who he's a very talented running back. The receiving group is talented. Uh, You know, they lost Emmanuel Hall, but they're still a talented group. The offensive line, I think it's a major strength of this team. And, you know, I just talked about the Tennessee Volunteers, and, well, their offensive line is definitely not the strength of the team. O-line's important, especially whenever you're going against defenses such as Georgia, uh, even Florida, or even or Alabama, or um, Mississippi State, for instance. Uh, you know, teams that have really good defenses. I think South Carolina might be able to throw them into the mix there for a good defense. And... You know, I think that their I think their old I, I think that their defensive line when it when it comes to defense, I think their defensive line and secondary, I think they struggled last year in the hybrid four two five scheme that they run. 
But you would think that it could improve this year, especially with the experience they now have. Now, granted, though, I have no doubt that Mizzou will make a bowl game, and I think that they could possibly finish third in the East. And like I said, when I was talking about Florida, I think that Mizzou, depending on how Florida does, and if Mizzou could possibly beat Florida, they could finish second. Hey, you never know. They could finish first. I mean, you just never know, right? Um, And then... I want to tell you that Vandy, the Vanderbilt Commodores, they're my team that's on the downslope. Um, as I just don't see them being able to sniff competing for the top half of the SEC for a long the SEC East for a long while. I wanted to go with Kentucky here, but I'll get into Kentucky a little later. I just think Vandy, you know, they lost their quarterback. I just I don't know. I mean, I, I think that they've gotten lucky with a lot of the wins that they've had. And I think that they're not a bad team, don't get me wrong. But, you know, a lot, some some would say that Vandy's usually in the cellar. And, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm saying that too. I don't know. I just think that this is the year, uh, not only do they lose to Tennessee this year, but I think that they also you know, go back down to what they used to be and what they usually are. And I'm trying not to make that sound in a bad way. I'm really not. But I that's just what I believe. And um could they come could they come back up to whatever position you want to say that they come up to and maybe maybe they surprise us, reach a bowl game. I, I mean you just never really know about Vandy. Um, I think that this that the SEC is is a strong is a strong conference overall. I mean, you know, you do have teams in it that aren't going to be that great this year. Ole Miss, say, um, an Arkansas. Um, you know, we don't we don't really know how good Auburn's going to be. I mean, Auburn should be better. Would they get to face Oregon uh, in Week One of the college football season? And we should definitely see how how they do. And uh, that's going to determine their season, I think. And it might even determine Oregon's season. If Oregon can come out and beat them, then what I said in the Pac-12, I'd be wrong. And uh, I think I'd be wrong right off the bat. And, and you know what? I, I could see it happen. It's college football. Anything can happen, right? But... You know, those are a lot of teams that I think could could show up and show out. There's there's other teams. I think a, a team like Mississippi State can can make the can make a bowl game. I think that South Carolina can make a bowl game. I think that um I've lost my train of thought. I apologize. LSU, I think that they can compete in the West for sure. And, you know, like like Michael was saying about the Texas game, I think that that's a big game for them. I think that they have to show if they're if they're going to do if they're going to show their superiority. I think that being a good team like Texas, they have to do that. But I think they definitely go to a bowl game, of course, and I think that they can compete in the West. I'm not going to say that they can beat Alabama, but I think that they can compete in the West. I think that there's other teams. Um, 
you know, again, like South Carolina, um, I think a Texas A&M will definitely make a bowl game. Texas A&M has an interesting schedule, too. And um, I think that they, they should be fine and they should make a bowl game. But they're an interesting team to watch. And can can they get back? Can they possibly, you know, shock the world and shock Alabama? Uh, you know, again, after they did, you know, a few years ago with Johnny football. I don't think it'll happen, but, well, we didn't think it happened then either, right? So anyways, I want to get to my bold statement. And this is a team I haven't really said much about, and that's because they're my bold statement. I don't think Kentucky makes a bowl game. I think that they've lost way too much to the NFL and to graduating, of course. And I think that while I don't think that they are a bad team, and... And I think I'm I'm ready. I'm prepared to be wrong about them going or not going to a bowl game. I'm saying they're not going to because it's a bold statement. I don't know. Some of you probably think, well, that's not a bold statement. I believe that too. Okay. But there's a lot of people out there, especially Kentucky fans, who are probably listening to this and calling me an idiot right now. And that's fine. That's fine. I've been called an idiot plenty of times in my life. But we'll see. Kentucky's an interesting team. I want to see where they can take themselves. Last year, they had a very good season. Last year, they had a team that was that was great. I really I enjoyed that team. I'm a Tennessee fan. But I enjoy seeing teams who are who have been down for so long be able to come up and have a good season like Kentucky did. They still didn't beat my balls, but they still had a good season. Now, I will go into who I think will be the conference champion. I do believe Alabama's going to come out of the West. And then I also believe Georgia is going to come out of the East. Shocker, right? No. I don't want, I don't like being wrong. And so if you're sitting there and you're like, well, you got to take the people who everybody's taking. It's because I don't want to be wrong. These are the safe choices. And wholeheartedly, these are the choices that I think are correct. Whether I like it, whether you like it, it doesn't matter. I think these are the choices that are correct. Now, maybe next year, that's a different story. Maybe the next year, that's a different story. Yada, yada, yada. But, I think that we see Alabama and Georgia in the SEC championship game. And, this year, Georgia's going to be really tough. They're going to be really tough. And they would have beat Alabama last year if it wasn't for, you know, maybe a couple of uh, mistakes. I guess you could say that. But I think that with Tua, Alabama, I think that Alabama will be more prepared to handle Georgia. And I just, I I have them going. I just have, I have Alabama winning the SEC. I mean, I, I don't want to pick against them. 
But at the same time, I'm not going to be surprised one bit if Georgia beats them. Now, here's the thing. Let's talk about my predictions for the playoffs and the national champion overall. My predictions for the playoffs. Number four, the Georgia Bulldogs. Number three, the Oklahoma Sooners. Number two, the Clemson Tigers. Number one, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yes, I maybe, you know, Clemson and Alabama could flip, uh, could flip back and forth, but I have them number one and number two. And then I have Alabama and Clemson going back to the champ national championship game. And this time, I have Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers winning it again. That's my predictions. Again, I like to be safe about it. I will tell you this. If Alabama and if Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game, I think Alabama could still get in at the number four. And then we see Alabama and Clemson as off in that in that bracket. And I think Alabama or Clemson wins that one as well. And then I think Georgia would beat Oklahoma. And then when Georgia beats Oklahoma, it's Georgia, Clemson. And I think Clemson still wins. I think Clemson, if they face Oklahoma in the championship game, possibly, I think they still win. I think if Clemson faces Ohio State in the championship game, I think they win. I just have all my cards in for Trevor Lawrence, Dabo Sweeney, and that Clemson Tigers team. They're they're really good, and they're going to be really good again. So, that is going to conclude our college football special episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it. If you have, please let us know. We'll be sharing it all through uh, social media. You can also find us on Apple Podcast and just about anywhere where you can find other podcasts. You can rate, you can review, you can subscribe in those areas. You can do all of those things. And just let us know how you feel. Trust me, we will see it. I will see it. And usually, if, I, if I'm able to, I may even reply back to you. We can, I want, I would love to have a very knowledgeable conversation with you. If you think that any of these predictions have been wrong, 
Bring your facts. Bring everything you need to tell me why they're wrong. And we'll discuss. We'll see. You may change my mind. Hey, you never know, right? Now, granted, I put some time into this, and so I don't know if I'll change my mind. But like I said, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And uh, if you're a fan of the NFL, that's what I've been really focusing on. And so I've been doing the each divisional winner for each NFL division. And so if you would like to check that out, please please do. You can find that as well. And if you would also like to check out, uh, if you're a fantasy football player, I have a fantasy football s- special. And now granted, you're, you got about a week and a half before you have to, you got about a week and a half before you have to, uh, you know, draft and everything like that. But if you're listening to this and you hear this before that time, please go find the Fantasy Football Special. Check it out. It was real fun. It was a lot of fun. And anyways, so like I said, I'm signing off. And I want to tell you, and I think I think there's something that a lot of us can agree on. And that is... College football is back. And I'm excited. Are you excited? I think you are. I mean, if you're listening to this, you obviously are. But you should be excited. College football is an amazing thing. It's amazing. Anybody can get into it. There's there's a feeling about college football that is absolutely awesome. And I just, I don't... You know, I get giddy about it. Anyways, I don't want to get into it too much, but I think that I just love it. I love college. And that's going to do it for another edition of the Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster, and I ask that you like and follow us on Facebook at Golden Point Sports. And as always, I hope you have a great and blessed day.